Hi, this is Eric Martinson from the band Eclipse, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. The days and the weeks, they pass like the wind. I've been lost in the stray for too long. Wasted so many years, no answers I've found. Like the men I've become. Hello everyone and welcome to another interview of Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo Altaf and with me today is one of the most prolific songwriters I ever had the pleasure of talking to. From Wet, Nordic Union and Eclipse, please welcome Mr. Eric Martinson. Hello! Hey Eric, thank you for joining us and let's talk about the new Eclipse album, Paradigm. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure being on the show. Right, uh, so explain to us the title of the album, uh, Paradigm, for starters. Well, uh, it starts. I'm, I'm I'm a kind of a geek with popular science, so I kind of read the word quite often because uh, it's usually a, a term used in in science. Right. <laughs> I, 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 we, I thought it was a fitting title because uh, we've made. Uh, I don't know if the listener really hear it, but I think for us personally, uh, while writing this record, we have, we tried a lot of new stuff, a lot of new ways of doing melodies, and um, you know. We tried to incorporate a lot of, you know, Swedish folk music into the, you know, the, the arena rock thing. So it's yeah. I think for us, it's it's a, it's a new way of dealing, doing, you know, enhancing the Eclipse sound, so to speak. Right. Very cool. Uh, well, this is your ninth studio effort and the first one with Victor Krusner on bass. How is he settling in on the role? Victor is um, is fantastic. He's, uh, it's really good to have him in the band. I think the, the whole atmosphere in the band is fantastic right now we're having a really good time together and we are on tour at the moment so um we are uh, like 10 days into our Euro european tour oh very cool i'm on the tour bus now oh you're on the tour bus okay nice nice uh sonically it's very much a continuation of your previous efforts uh, did you use the same approach as before and how did each member uh, of the band contribute to the end result well uh, as i said earlier i think we um we, we, we it sounds very uh, like continuing from the previous albums but if you listen to melodies and how the songs are written it's written very different than than before a lot of the stuff is written on acoustic guitar with you know with the melodies even more in focus but uh, after that you know we are the same it's the same band it's the same i'm the same singer so it it will end up sounding like eclipse anyway so yeah. it doesn't matter even if we would record a, another band's song it would still sound like eclipse i guess right yeah well, tell us about the first single, Viva La Victoria. I think it's an unusual title for a non-Spanish-speaking band. Or does anybody in the band speak Spanish, by any chance? Uh, not really. Uh, we, we, we've been touring quite often in Spain. It's, Spain is a big market for us. But that was not the case with this one. We, we, um, I, I, I have the melody, the intro melody and the verse. I already did before uh, Magnus came to the studio. And um, he also had another chorus idea. And they fitted to perfectly together, the whole riff and everything. And while we were jamming on it, uh, we just we just somehow sang "Viva la Victoria" by okay. you know by, by almost by mistake. It is what like <laughs> that sounds great. We, uh, and we and, and, and the, that word yeah it just kept on you know every time we we did the chorus like it fits perfectly. And so we wrote the whole song the whole around that you know the, those words. 
Oh, very uh, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. So um, I know it's not. Uh, I know this. Uh, we had a guitar tech from Spain before, and he said it should be Hasta la Victoria. And I was like, ah, but doesn't sound good. It's got to be. <laughs> I don't care if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's good fun, anyway. It, yeah, it's fun anyway. So uh, it it just yeah, and I think uh, the title is a key to the success of the song. It's it's our uh, most successful song yet. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it, for, on streaming. It's been doing extremely well. Right. Well, I like the video that you did for the song. I think it reminded me of the classic MTV videos where it wasn't just a band playing, but there's also a concept or a story going on behind it so it's really cool yeah it's, it's pretty fun yeah yeah uh tell us about uh, mary lee the song if you can is that an actual person or a fictional character where does that title come from uh. it's a fictional character it's, it was kind of the same we were coming up with uh different uh we tried to get a get a fitting uh, i don't know the word the payoff in the whole chorus you know to start to mary okay. lee we try to find different where it's also i think it was called uh dirt Dirty deals at oh. once. We tried different. We tried different, but the, the the word Mary Lee had a, a swing to it. We couldn't. We just ah, we got to keep it. So we we wrote the song about that. Right. But it, it, it's a fictional character, and it's just it, it's one of those. It's a it's a rock and roll song. There's there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of good lyrics in the record. But you know, Mary Lee is one of those tongue in cheek. You know, it's it's a fun rock and roll song lyric. It's, yeah, well, I, I noticed like it's a, almost a clash between ACDC on the riffs and some Bon Jovi on the chorus a little bit, right? Yeah, there is, you know, uh, there's so much stuff. It's like our whole musical, uh, you know, all the stuff we love as kids is ACDC. I think there are some Blue Oyster Cult. There is, uh, there is yeah, Europe, Bon Jovi, uh, Kiss, you know, all the, whole, the, whole, the chorus, uh, the guitar solo section is it's like a, homage to uh, to ace freely oh cool one thing i, I always noticed uh, on your songs is how catchy your songs are what's your secret to write so many hooks man because i don't know sometimes you hear these prog songs with 10 20 minutes and you think what's the point you know nothing grabs you but with you guys it's just right off the bat you know yeah, I kind of like that. I like that in songs. Those are the kind of songs that I like. When I hear, when I listen to records, those are the songs that I enjoy. And I think there are so many records you listen to the song, and it, and you 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 read it on the cover what what the title of the song you're listening to, and then then you hear the title is that okay that that must have been a chorus. I don't know, but it's now they're starting all over again. So that must have been the chorus. Uh. <laughs> and with, with the clips, we don't want. I want it to be, you know, when the chorus hits you, it's got, you, you know, you you gotta notice. I think that's important. And take away it uh, personally. I think the hardest part about writing songs is to make them as simple as possible. It's super easy to write complicated songs. It. I think the 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 if if it, if it, this kind of music, I think it's better if you you know the hard part is making them as simple as possible, but still sounding like your own and still being interesting. That's the, I think that is the key to our songwriting. Right, like a Brian Adams song. They're super simple and they're so catchy and they just live on for decade after decade and they're still, it's super simple. And if everyone, or ACDC, if everyone could write as easy songs as ACDC, why can't every, why don't everyone have hits with that? Because yeah. it's not easy, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the heaviest ones I noticed is uh, a song called 38 or 44, and that's obviously a reference to the caliber of a gun, right? Yeah. I it think is. it's a controversial thing for a hard rock album, wouldn't you say? 
Well, the whole thing is actually anti-gun. Uh, it's it's about all these. Um, I think there was a, a, a American school shooting on the news uh, the week we, we we wrote that song, and it's like all the you know, and and a lot of people say, and and always there's always this debate that they should have less guns because guns, if if there are guns, people will use them, and 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 in America it always ends up with well, if everyone's got a gun. Then you can then you we can shoot the bad one the bad guys. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really work like that, you know. So I think the less guns there is, the the less people will <laughs> get shot by guns. And uh, so it's actually an anti-gun song. Oh, okay. Another yeah. heavy one is uh, Masquerade. I was particularly impressed with the guitar tone on that one. And tell us about that song. Magnus, our guitar player, he reminded me how the riff came about. Uh, I was in a guitar shop. I was I was about to buy a brand new uh, Gibson Explorer, and I was in the in a guitar shop trying it out because I ordered it and they fixed it for me. And I uh, I plugged into a Marshall and I started playing and jamming. And then all of a sudden, I I, I just played you know you know messing around, and I, this riff came up, and we were like, it's a really cool riff. So we recorded it on the my on the on the mobile phone. We had recorded it. So that's where it, the, the riff was made in the guitar shop. And I must say, I'm new to the band, and I knew you were a great guitar player because of your work with uh, Wet and Nordic Union, but I didn't know you sang so well, man. What's your secret? What are your influences on, on vocals and, and so on? Well, uh, to be honest, I never, ever wanted to be a singer, ever. I, uh, the only reason I started singing is because when everyone else, everyone, so we, when I was a kid, there was like, no one wanted to sing. Everyone wanted to play guitar. And uh -huh. the, the first guitar player, he, could, he, he, he had to take the bass. And then we just, you know, turned, you know, each, everyone said, I will sing this song and you will sing that song. And uh, it, it didn't sound good when I sang, but when the others sang, it sounded horrible. So after a while, <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I sing that one as well because they couldn't handle it. And uh, well, for many, many years, I was like, yeah, Eclipse was going on and we, we were having live shows. And I was like, but we need to find a proper singer. But, <laughs> but as time went by, I kind of, I kind of became a singer and uh, <laughs> It's okay. too late now. <laughs> did you, I've never had any teaching, no schools, nothing. I just, oh, okay. uh, just singing. How, how did you start? I mean, you just told me how you started, but uh, what was the reference point? I mean, did you think about that at all or just pick up the microphone and started singing? Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's the case. But still, I, I did enjoy like bands, Swedish bands like the Europe and, of course, Whitesnake and all this stuff. And And uh, for a long time, I tried to sing like David Coverdale, but I, I couldn't sound like him. But when I did his stuff, kind of, it sounded like Eric because I was trying to imitate someone else and failed and ended up having my own style, kind of. Right. <laughs> just, like, just like David Coverdale, if you listen to his influences, it's ex you can hear exactly where he's stolen everything from. All those, <laughs> all those whales and all those you know, things that are the Coverdale trademark, they are stolen from someone else. From yeah. the, blues singers it's really fun yeah yeah that's how you start of course yeah yeah <laughs> that is so um well nowadays i just don't think about sounding like anyone at all i just i just sing and how would you compare like the work with eclipse versus nordic union for example which is uh, like a project and wet well nordic union and wet got proper singers <laughs> <laughs> for starters yeah <laughs> so finally i got i finally i can have a band uh without being a singer <laughs> uh, ronnie you know both ronnie atkins the singer from pretty mates and uh, jeff scott soda they are fantastic singers really great singers and uh 
which I admire a lot. And uh, they are really super professional, both of them. They are, you know, there's a reason why they're in, uh, you know, they have careers that stretch the whole life. It's, they are super professional. They are really easy to work with. They are, you know, really good friends now. And uh, yeah, it's super easy to work with them. And, and there, it's so much creativity going on. It's great. Right. Uh, speaking of what, is there any chance of a fourth album in the near future? Or are you guys considering that at all? Uh, yeah, we are. We have actually discussed this lately. So I think there is a new one in the pipeline. Oh, okay. Good to hear. Hopefully, Good to hear. Uh, hopefully, if, I, I think we will start, if everything goes as planned, we will start some, sometime in the early next year. At this year, it's going to be a lot of Eclipse things. We, you know, we are touring now for the rest of the year almost, on and off. We have a month tour in Europe now, and, and then we are off to Spain. We are, they have separate Scandinavian dates on and off. So there's a shitload going on. And also, we, you know, we have Japan, we have Australia, and uh, even more uh, European dates. So it's going to be a busy year. So we, I'll try to fit it in somewhere. Yeah. And I think uh, I spoke with Jeff a couple of times. He's been very open about the fact that WET is just a project and there's no plans of making it the main gig for him or any other member in the band. But do you see you guys uh, making more live shows in the future than you've done so far? Because it's only been a few, right? Yeah, I think we have done eight live shows, eight or nine live shows. Ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible for a band that sold so many albums. It's it's kind of a waste. And uh, But it's really hard to to uh, you know to get the schedules together for us but you know if there is opportunity to make it happen we will ab- absolutely make it happen okay and when it comes to nordic union you, ha- you guys have two great albums recorded i did an interview with ronnie last year when the second one was released uh, is there a plan to do more and have you had any contact with him after he announced uh, that he's battling cancer yeah i've, I've had contact with him and uh, so uh, well uh, discussions about um well, I actually did an interview with someone who who did did an interview with him like last week, and he said that um, Ronnie is gonna beat the cancer, and he's ready for a new Nordic Union album. So I hope so. Yeah, that's <laughs> the hope. Uh, it, it's been a couple of weeks since I spoke to him last, so yeah, I'll, yeah. So I don't know the status at the moment, but I I'm yeah. pretty confident he will beat it. He's a he's a tough tough motherfucker. He is indeed, yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, your work as a producer. Do you take that role only in the albums you play in, or do you produce other bands as well? And tell us what you're working at the moment, if you can. Uh, yeah, I, re- I reproduce other bands, and I mix a lot of records. So uh, I have my own studio. It's uh, Mass Destruction Production, oh, uh, cool. <laughs> which is my own studio. Uh, uh, it's a, it's an, a really nice studio, and I mix a lot of records. I do a lot of mastering work, and I also do recording works and production jobs for other bands. So uh, I think the most recent, I've been mastering a trash metal album and some death metal albums lately, and I also recorded a like a '50s rock and roll rockabilly band. So it's oh, wow. I do everything. Yeah, I do everything. Oh, do you go crazy with so many different styles uh, at the at the same time when you're working on so like so such different albums, or is it just a, a lot of the same? Or it's only rock and roll. It's only rock. And roll. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's rockabilly or death metal. I think. Uh, they, they, it's. I think they, they all love the kind of the same thing, even if it sounds very different. It's you know the, the songs and and what people love is kind of the same. Okay, uh, so you're in the middle of a tour right now, like you just said. Uh, where are you at the moment? I'm in Belgium. I'm at a, a venue called Bebop in oh. Bos in Belgium. 
Oh, okay. I noticed in, in your calendar there's so many tour dates until the end of the year. What's, what are the touring plans and what can we expect in 2020, for example? There's going to be a lot more in uh, Scandinavia. There's going to be, we have, we have um, festivals are being booked at the moment. So we have some pretty nice festivals coming up this summer. And, you know, it's, yeah, Australia is coming up. We're going to go to Japan and play Tokyo and Osaka, which is fantastic. It's always wonderful to be in Japan and play live. And hopefully we'll have some U.S. dates as well. And, um, yeah, it's just we're just, we going to keep on going and promote the hell out of this album. And, you know, meet yeah. the fans. That's the best thing. I usually Absolutely. say that creating a record is like building a car. It's like building this nice sports car. But when you play live, you actually get to drive the car. It's like this, they, you can use all this hard labor. You can usually, you can, you know, yeah. reap the fruits kind of, you know. Well, uh, speaking of North America, I mean, I'm in Toronto right now. That's where I live. Uh, have you guys tried or have you had a, a North American debut yet? Uh, I haven't seen any tour dates recently because I moved here like two years ago. Okay. Um, wh where, was you, where were you located? In? Uh, before I was in Brazil. Yeah. And now <laughs> yeah. you're in? Now I'm in Canada, yeah. In Canada, yeah. Uh, well, uh, we played in uh, Chicago uh, two times, I think, and we played Prog Power in Atlanta. We also done, have done that uh, Monster of Rock Cruise thing uh, that's out of Miami on the oh, boat, okay. yeah. which is a cool thing. And um, uh, we have been talking many times about doing some Canadian dates as well, because there are some. There are actually uh, quite a few fans that emailing us from time to time. It's time that you come to Canada, so I oh, hope. Okay. I uh, hope it will. We can make it happen uh, as soon as possible. Right. I'll keep my fingers crossed, man. And if I yeah. can help with anything, let me know. Uh, uh, fantastic. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric, it was a pleasure speaking with you, man. Uh, all the best with the new release of Paradigm, and I hope to see you to catch up with you uh, on the road very soon. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks for having me on the right. show. For our viewers out there, thank you for sticking around. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to finish now with Viva La Vittoria from Eclipse's latest album, Paradigm. Take care and see you next time. 